passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. What's up, Nick's? <clears throat> you okay, Barry? <laughs> Fine. What's up, Knicks fans? It is a hard Knicks life. We are available on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play. For those of you who don't use SeatGeek, use it. And when you use it, use promo code HARDKNICKSLIFE, all caps, no spaces, for $20 off your first purchase. Barry, shall we remind everybody about the special viewing party on November 2nd? Yeah, yeah. Coming up in a couple of weeks, Manhattan, Midtown. Right near Penn Station in the Garden, Slattery's Pub. You got the address? It's somewhere in the neighborhood of 36th and 8th. Make sure you go upstairs. You're there Second for the viewing floor. party. Yep. 10% of all sales go to charity. I want to stress, we don't know if it's the Garden of Dreams. On the last show, Barry said it was the Garden of Dreams, and we got in a lot of trouble for that. Oh, we didn't get in a lot of trouble. Did we get in a lot of trouble? A little. We got a slap on the wrist. Okay. I think everyone's afraid that if we say it's the Garden of Dreams and the Knicks don't like us, they might not want to be involved. Okay. So. It will go to a good cause, 10% of all proceeds that night. We're even going to, I think, have a few things to raffle off, hopefully. I shouldn't say that all either. All right, stop huh? making, no, stop <laughs> making promises. We got a lot of people working on a lot of things for that night, so it's going to be good no matter what. That's right. Who's going? We got Knicks Film School. Yeah, well, they're hosting it along with SB Nation posting and toasting. That's right. There's So all those people on those sites will be coming, right? Spe special guests, Nick of Time show and Nick's Fan TV, right? Yeah, all those folks. As are we. Two very not special guests, Craig and Barry. That's right. Well, again, let's repeat. November 2nd, 8.30 p.m. Slattery's Midtown Pub at 36th and 8th. There's no cover. It is free to come in. So guys, girls, come and show your face. You got nothing better to do. Come and watch a Knicks game with all of us. Yeah, it gives you a chance to show off your Nick gear. Definitely come sporting that attire. What will you be wearing, Barry? I do have a Hard Knicks Life t-shirt. I may wear that. I don't think you should wear the Hard Knicks Life t-shirt. Why is that? It's like wearing the, your t-shirt for your own band. <laughs> I guess you're right. Maybe you're right. Anyway... Uh, <laughs> It is opening night. Opening night, Barry. All right, fuck this, Barry. You're not. You're killing me tonight. Did, you're killing me. I don't even know where we are. I'm dying a slow death here. No, seriously, you got to fill me in. We did SeatGeek, right? We did Google Play Stitcher. We oh. didn't even say, like, this is episode whatever, season whatever, to get into I'm about, the... It, Barry, I'm oh, about to do that. Oh, you're getting there. I'm so lost right now. <laughs> It is a hard Nick's life. This is season two, episode 13. Barry. Craig. Welcome to the fucking show. <laughs> 
Life as a Knicks fan has never been easy. We've been tortured for decades by a franchise that never seems to get it right. The Knicks most of us fell in love with. You know, those tough, defensive-minded, willing-to-do-whatever-it-takes Knicks. The squads that fought tooth and nail for everything they got. The ones that had coaches hanging from legs of opposing players. Oakley, Mason, Starks, Ewing. Those Knicks represented everything our city stood for. But since we traded away the big guy, the greatest Nick of all time, our franchise has become a joke. Over the past 18 seasons, we've had only five playoff appearances, seven playoff wins, and just four winning seasons. But now, 19 years later, something feels different. We've got a front office finally committed to rebuilding the right way. We've got a new coach who is connecting with our players and our city. And we've got a roster filled with youth and potential. Oh, and big-time free agents are starting to list us amongst the teams they actually want to play for. But let's face it, we are Knicks fans. We go into every every season with the feeling that maybe, just maybe, this year will be different. But we've been fooled before. So until it actually is different? Until those free agents start signing on the dotted line. Until our lottery picks become everything we think they can become. And until the team that takes the floor shares the same passion that we have. Randy from North Bergen. I'm Mark. I've been a Knicks fan for 24 been years. This is Bart. I'm from DC. Hey guys, Steve this here. is Manny from Stanford. Fan since the early 90s. It is a hard. It's a hard. It is a hard. Knicks life. Knicks life. Knicks life. It is a hard Knicks life. All right, Barry, just get to it. You you texted me earlier today, and you said you want to say something after the open. So what is it? I wanted to tell you my favorite line in that new open. And it probably has a lot to do with the way that you say it. But my favorite line in that is, and we've been fooled before. So dramatic. I believe it's, but but we've been fooled before. Oh, right. right. But we've been fooled before. Yeah. Just the the tone and the passions. I love it. I love it. And it is definitely a testament to why it's been a hard next life. But I do not think we will be fooled again. This year, not because we know with certainty that our core youth of our roster is going to be our future, but just the way that we are on this ride with the current regime, I just have a feeling that we're not going to get the wool pulled over our eyes. And, you know, we understand the plan and it's not just this blind, empty optimism, but but a heedfulness that we have. So that's that. Well done to you, Craig. So that's what you wanted to say. That was that was the important thing you had to say. You I didn't, texted I, me. Nobody said that it was important. I just wanted I wanted to make sure you knew I wanted to get it out. Usually you're like you know jumping into the rundown of the show and the whole bit, and I you know right. And that was so important to get out there. You texted me before. Look, next time I'm not going to tell you a fucking thing. All right. So now can we move on with the show now? Yeah, yeah. Move on with the show. All right. All right. Man, you know I try, I try to pay you a compliment. Do you not hear the music playing right now, Barry? I love the music. All right, guys, on today's show, it is opening night. Woo! Not preseason, not summer league. Barry, it is opening night. Oh, this is awesome. Awesome. It's like when you get to, you know, like when I used to go to like Six Flags Great Adventure or something like that, you get there super early, you're waiting for the gates to open. Gates are open. The Let's gates. Go. That's right. Go for a ride. 
On today's show, we're going to talk about opening night and also Fizz picks his starters for the game tonight, and it's a bit surprising. You already know what that is, but we're going to talk about it. Joakim Noah has been waved and stretched. Zach Lowe is making some crazy NBA predictions, and one of them has Kevin Durant coming to the Knicks next offseason. And Barry and I, we're going to be making our predictions for this upcoming season. All right, Barry, you ready to get this thing started? Yeah, let's get this shit started, brother. I mean, it's already been started for a while, but... <laughs> but we're now we're going to get into you know, it. That's how we really... Now we're really going to get into it. Barry, finally, after a long offseason, the night is upon us. The opening night for the Knicks. And Barry is so lucky, so lucky. You are going to the game tonight. Oh, uh. I'm so pumped. Not only am I going to the game, I'm off from work, oh. so I get to enjoy the whole day. I'm going to make sure I get to my seat an hour before tip-off, just so I could soak everything in. And what time is tip-off? 7.30. 7.30. And you're going to get there at 6.30. I'm going to make sure I've eaten, and I'm there at 6.30. And who are you going with? Taking my wife. She's gone with me. I took her to one Nick game last year. She liked it. She doesn't, you know, it's like pulling teeth to get her to watch a game on TV, but, right. you know, she'll jump at the chance to go to a game. So she does, she does like it. So you and the wife are going, um, were, did she get you these tickets for your birthday? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, she got these tickets for my birthday. And did you have to take your wife? Um, so when we got the tickets, we did it, you know, without getting a babysitter yet. So there was the off chance just in case we couldn't get a babysitter, then I, I would have taken you. But we got a babysitter, so I'm going with my wife. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I was going to ask you why you'd prefer to take your wife over me. Yeah, no, I, trust me, I would have taken you, but, you know, I, I can't. It's like a birthday present, you know? So would you prefer, you would prefer to take me? I'm not going to answer that question. Your wife isn't listening to this she, she doesn't. She doesn't listen to these, but I'm not going <laughs> to answer the question anyway. Answer the question, Barry. <laughs> Who would you rather be going to the game with, your wife? Or I'm not going to answer the question. I think by me not answering the question, probably answers the question. That should be good enough for everybody. I don't think it does because you could just be trying not to hurt my feelings. <laughs> you know, I've been waiting for you to ask me to go to this game tonight, Barry. And have you really? Yeah, I really <laughs> you, thought you, it was. <laughs> you thought it was going to happen. <laughs> I really thought it was going to happen. Well, you never know. The babysitter, you know, we could get a call from the babysitter later saying that she can't make it. And then, so you know what? I'll have you jump in. How can I? I'm going to go <laughs> slash her tires. Yeah. Is it a he or a she? It's a she. I mean, nobody has a he babysitter. That's. No. You're going to sabotage the babysitter? Yeah, I'm going to. Oh, yeah. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> I might do that. I'm just going to call up your house. Do you have a house line? Yeah, yeah, we still have a house line. Sure. And I'll pretend to be the babysitter and I'll say I have to cancel. <laughs> that could work. Well, have fun with your wife. Oh, I'll have fun. No, dude, I'm so fucking excited. You have no idea. Does your wife like watch the game or do other stuff while while you're watching? No, no, no. She she watches the game. I mean, you've she been to watch. games. Yeah, it's it's exciting. I did I forced her to watch the first half of the last preseason game against the Nets. You forced her. Yeah. yeah. How did you do that? Well, every preseason game, all five, 
like I said, you want to watch some of the game with me? And she's like, no. And she'd go up into the bedroom and watch her iPad while I sat in the living room and watched the games. But th- it was the last preseason game. I said, come on, come on, just watch the first half with me. We, you know, we're going to the game on Wednesday this way. You know, I could show you some of the new guys on the team. You know, because she knew everybody from last season, but she hasn't really been following this offseason, obviously. So filled her in a little bit. So you said, listen, if you don't watch this half with me, I'm going to take Craig. No, you can't say that because that would open up a whole can of worms. Oh, do you want to take Craig? You don't want to go with me? Yeah, and then you just say, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, for, uh, for like a few days now, Barry, all Knicks fans have been going nuts wondering what the starting lineup was going to be for tonight. That's right. We thought that there were like three shoe-ins or four shoe-ins, right? Knox being one of them. Knox and- being one. We yeah, knew we, for a while Lance, Lance was starting at the four. Cantor, yep. yep. we knew, was going to be starting at the five. Right. Hardaway, you know, we knew was going to be in there. Yeah, I mean, you could say that we all pretty much knew there were four guaranteed locks to start. And the only thing that was up in the air was Frank or Trey at point. That's right. That's right. Right, so the Frank fans and the Trey fans have been going at it. Yeah. And I bet you that there were a lot of fans out there that were friends that like one guy really believed that Trey was going to start and one guy believed Frank was going to start at a point and they made you know a bet on it and now it's a push because they're both starting although you know that those Trey fans are arguing that they really won the bet because technically Trey's starting at the point right so well for those people who may be living under a rock somewhere yesterday Fizdale said that starting in tonight's game we got Trey Hardaway Jr., Frank, Lance, and Cantor. So Knox gets bumped out of the starting lineup, which Fizdale has been saying he was going to be starting from like the first day of training camp. Pretty much. Right. So that was shocking. But, you know, over the past few days, I've been feeling like this was a very important decision for Fizdale. Go on. For a while now, he's been preaching, you keep what you kill, right? Right. He said everything was up for grabs, pretty much. And we all saw these games of late, and we saw how much Knox has been struggling, and we saw how much Frank has been improving and playing his butt off on both ends of the floor, right? So this was a huge decision for Fizdale because if he decided to bring Frank off the bench and start Knox, this whole keep what you kill, this accountability they've been preaching would be gone from day one. And that's what happened last year, if you remember, Hornacek and the front office preached accountability. And then what happens? We get into the season and there's no accountability. Hornacek's letting Beasley play through tons of mistakes, through mental lapses. He's starting Jarrett Jack every single game. You're trying to wrap your head around it. What's the reasoning behind this? Is there any type of plan or you know anything whatsoever going on here? Like what the hell right. is he doing? So Hornacek last season lost the fans and his team because there was no consistency. He wasn't upfront. He wasn't honest about everything. But Fizdale, I don't know how you feel about it, Barry, but what he did with this starting lineup yesterday, by, sh- by changing his mind about Knox and putting Frank in there, is a very positive sign for me as a head coach. That's what you want out of a coach, right? Somebody that's going to react to the current situation, somebody that's going to be able to think on the fly, make adjustments, make changes, and like you said, not stick to their game plan if they see a bump in the road or if they see a different direction that makes sense. They're going to do what's right. 
it is huge because we've seen so much stubbornness out of whether it's Phil Jackson or Hornacek, Phil Jackson and his goddamn triangle. Even though Fizdale probably made a mistake by promising Knox the starting job from day one, he's at least admitting to his mistake. And we can move on from there. You want to hear what Fizdale said about the starting lineup, Barry? Yeah. And choosing Frank over Knox? Culturally, you got to earn it. And I didn't think Kevin got to the point where he earned it more than Frank. Uh, But there were some good things for Kevin, and I was really happy with him having to go through highs and lows early on. You know, he had the two double-doubles early, and then he hit a wall. That's just a learning opportunity for him. But, uh, you know, I don't want to reward that yet, and I do think Frank consistently throughout the preseason, no matter where I put him, uh, he got the job done. So, uh, you know, for our culture, that's more important. So, Barry, what do you think starting means for Frank Nilakina? I I think, I mean, the fact that Burke is starting – at the point and Frank is still in that lineup goes to show you what makes Frank so I won't say great because he's not great yet but what makes him so valuable I mean the fact that he can play different positions and particularly the fact of the fact of how good he is on defense you know where he can guard the one through four you know it's really a testament to that and um yeah I mean I, I just hope that the potential that he's been showing just continues to grow because you know his defense has been stellar, you know, which we assumed it would be. Um, and that's been extremely consistent. Um, you know, you said his offense is getting better. Yeah. Have we seen signs of that? Sure. But I need to see more than maybe like five offensive possessions that actually stick out in my mind over five games in the preseason. I need to see more than that to for me to say, okay, Nilakina is really stepping it up to the next level. I know he's got the talent to do it. But I need to see it implemented into the games more. So what do you think about Trey starting at the one and Frank at the three? It seems like the fact that Fizdale is putting in Frank ahead of Knox at the three means that Fizdale really never saw Nilakina as a point guard on this team. Is, is that how you feel? It's, it's not. I mean, I feel like he's still figuring it out. I wouldn't shut the door or close the door on Frank playing the one. So and why, let me ask you a question then. Why couldn't Fizdale put Frank in ahead of Trey and leave Knox in? Was Trey that good? No, he easily could have done that. Um, Do you know what I'm saying? He chose, yeah. not only did he make a statement by putting Frank in ahead of Knox at the three, but he likes Trey so much, he didn't want to move Trey out of that one to let Frank start. He would rather pull Knox. Everybody's counting the Knicks out for this season, right? Including you and me, correct? You know, there, there there's really no expectations for this team. Um, are they going to play hard? Yes. You know, is Fizdale going to make sure they play hard? Of course. But maybe Fizdale really wants to see where this team is at. And he wants to put the best five players on the floor, at least to start the game. We know they're going to get their minutes, everybody else. They're going to get their playing time. But he sees this group of five. You know, he said he studied the analytics. He looked at, you know, who played well with who. And he likes this lineup. He likes this small lineup. He likes the fact that these guys can run up the floor. Yeah, Knox was able to run up the floor also. But, you know, he doesn't have the experience yet. And if Fizdale sees that the Knicks can hold themselves in these games, which, again, I think is going to be a long shot. It's a long season. But he's giving them the benefit of the doubt. He needs to see where this team is at. You know, if he sees, look, you know, 
they're trying the best that they can. They're hustling really hard. We're still getting blown out of games. Then, yeah, he's going to give these guys playing time. He's going to start Knox. But I think he's trying to really see where these guys are at. Right. You mentioned this positionless basketball that Fisdale yeah. preaches. That's the that's the thing in the NBA now. When this lineup came out with Frank and Trey starting and Hardaway Jr., everyone was like, well, who's the one? Who's the small forward? Is the small forward Frank or is it Tim? Yep. You know, is Frank the one? Is Trey the two? Yeah, and you heard is it all Timmy off the season. Three? People like, are trying to project. Did... People are trying to project these lineups. You know, with these like true positions, and you know, yeah, this is a lineup you never heard of before. Anybody predict? Um, and there was a lot of lineups that we saw in the games with three guards out on the floor. You know, Vonley as your center. You know, many times, and um, you know, it's just thinking outside the box. It's you know being unconventional in something that's becoming more conventional in today's game. Why are all Knicks fans so obsessed over who's technically at what position? The the feedback that I saw was mainly positive, though, on this whole, you know, the starting five. Did you see the starting lineup for the Celtics last night? Yeah, yeah. They started Kyrie, right? Al Horford at the five, and then Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, and Tatum, which is basically like three mm -hmm. small forwards out there. <laughs> So I don't think, I doubt their fans are like, which one is considered the four? No, it's a good fucking starting five. Yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. You're just putting five guys out there who you believe in. I guess you don't want major mismatches on the other end, but this is just, I'm just saying, this is going on in the NBA right now. There's not this focus that you have to start a center, a power forward, a small forward, a shooting guard, and a point guard, and they have to go from tall to short all the way down the fucking positions. That's right. And, 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 you know, as much as you need to score points to win these games, you know, it's a simple game, right? You know, you got to put the ball in the basket. You want Nilakina out there on the floor when the opposing team's starters are on the floor. You know, you want your best defender out there. Why do you want to have him come in, you know, with four minutes to go in the first quarter when the other bench is coming in and now their starters are sitting? No, you need him there to, to, to play D. Yeah, that's going to be an offensively challenged lineup to start the game, Barry. I will say that. Well, look, I'm hoping that Lance steps up his game. We saw, you know, pieces of it in the preseason. He's mentioned, you know, it's one of his goals to do. And you got to remember, Lance, I mean, people don't want to hear this because they probably never heard Lance and the word prime in the same sentence. But Lance is in his prime. He's 30 years old. That's when guys hit their prime. Why can't he have, I'm not going to say a breakout season, okay? Because, um, you know, that's <laughs> right. not going to happen. But he can double his numbers. I mean, it shouldn't uh, be that uh, hard you know to what? do. I kind of just want to stop you here, Barry. You're not you going to let me. you're not going to let a few preseason games convince you that Nilakina's on I, the upswing. No, no, I'm going to let the last three years convince me, and this is what I want out of Lance Thomas. I want Lance, Lance Thomas, Thomas. Is not I want good. Him, it, well, I do. I want him. You want what I want? What I want out of Lance Thomas? I want him to shoot the three more. Why wouldn't you want him to shoot the three more? He averaged over forty percent, not just in the preseason. Over the last three seasons, he averages over forty percent. Let him shoot four threes a game. It's a good part of his game. Why would you want to limit that? I, I just can't believe we're talking about Lance Thomas. Why can't you believe that? The guy shoots 100 threes a year, and he makes over 40% of them. Why wouldn't you want him to expand on that and shoot more? Lance Thomas? Lance Thomas shoots over 40% from three. He should shoot at least four threes a game. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on what? I got I to gotta fact check this. You know this. It ha you know he shot over 40% last year. You said he shot over 100 threes? He shot a hundred, like 125 threes last year, like 85 the year before, but and over 100 the year before that. 
Yeah, he averages 100 threes a year. Is this in your notebook? Attempts. No, it's not in my notebook. Why are you so excited about this, Barry? Because nobody wants to talk about Lance Thomas. They want to just shut him down. He's, he's good at defense, and some people don't even give him that credit. All right? I'm not, he's, I'm, not a, I'm not here to be a Lance Thomas cheerleader. I'm not his number one fan. I'm just telling you what I want out of him. And I see that he can shoot the ball. He should take more shots. Okay? You're right. He did shoot 124 threes last year, and 40% he hit. I know. There was a ton of games where he was like one for two. You know? But he, he doesn't shoot enough is what I'm saying. Let him just double the amount of attempts he takes. That's all I'm saying. Barry, who do you think the first guard is off the bench since we're starting three of our top guards? We don't have that many left. Well, Zoe's going to be up to start the season, right? Zoe's up to start the season. Did we get confirmation? From everything I hear, he's pretty much going to play those, you know, we can play 45 games for him. He's probably going to play those first 45 games. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think he's going to be the first one off the bench. How can he not be? I mean, it's either Trier, Dotson, Baker, Moutier is inactive for the first game. Yeah, yeah he's got a sprained ankle. Could be Baker. But yeah, I think what you're going to see is like, I don't know, Fizz is just going to play it out. He's, he's got three guards in there to start. He's got both Frank and Trey. Maybe Trey comes out. Frank moves to the one. What What did Fizdale say? Trier comes what in. What did Fizdale say? When you go to play a game, no matter what it is, you go to win that game. And if Fizdale's that type of competitor, he's going to put Zoe out there first. You know, he's going to get him his minutes. You'd be crazy not to if you're trying to win the game. I mean, Zoe's been on fire. He's been the, he's been the best player this preseason. So why not ride that into the regular season and see how he does? I actually, Barry, had my, my keep-what-you-kill lineup. I don't know if you had one before Fizdale announced what his was. Yeah. But I actually put, I put Trier in my keep-what-you-kill lineup. Me too. I had Frank, Trier, Lance, Vonley, and Cantor. Oh, so okay. So Hardaway, so Vonley made it in there over Hardaway, essentially. Well, Trier made it in there over Hardaway. So I got Trier at the point. What? I've got Trier at the point. That's just crazy. We saw him bring up the ball. I know it's. <laughs> I know you're thinking it's crazy because he doesn't move the ball around. But you got to think of today's point guard. Not every point guard is there to get assists. And if that's his role, you know, you got to see how he does. So I actually have, and I, I think he, he can handle the ball, you know, as good as anybody on this team. What do you think he is, James Harden? I didn't say he's James Harden, but he can handle the ball. And, and maybe he's, you know, he's James Harden light. All right, Barry, you're right about pretty much everything you say, but you're wrong about that. I don't, what are you talking about? I think Trier maybe one day could play some point, but right now... It's not point guard Zoe, it's ISO Zoe. <laughs> I'm excited about him, though. Oh, yeah. He's going to be a nice sixth man for us. Yeah. I mean, nothing's been too big for him yet. Should we talk about Joe Keem? No. <laughs> well, we've been we talking about Joe Keem Noah all, you know, for a year. I feel like we're, 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 we're finally at the point that we don't have to talk about him, is the way I look at it. Well, this at. is like a last time. Right. Officially, he's been waived and stretched. All right. Well, there's really nothing to talk about. Joakim is gone. <laughs> what, what's the number one thing you're going to miss about Joakim Noah? <laughs> number one th- I feel like I haven't. I mean, he hasn't been with the team to begin with. We're going to miss his bandanas. <laughs> his free throw shooting. Oh, that jump shot. <laughs> that jump shot from the, from the palm of his hand he shoots. Castaway looking motherfucker. 
Mm. I'm going to miss his unusual training videos. What do you have? He had the, the stationary bike and the sauna. <laughs> was a good one. Yeah. He had the dunking a basketball in a pool filled with water. <laughs> well, dunking a basketball in a hoop that was in a pool filled with water, right? Endless amounts of photos with his surfer buddies. Isn't that sad, Barry, that, that $72 million, and these are our only memories of Joaquin. $72 million. Uh, And, yeah, I mean, yeah, Joaquin, like, he's gone, but, like, the era is not gone until that last dollar has been paid. It's still going to be hanging over our heads. It's kind of sad, Barry. When they signed Joaquin, I thought, like, the 90s Knicks basketball was fucking back. <laughs> like yeah. that feels like so long ago. Yeah. I was so excited for Joakim, for Courtney Lee. Uh, if we knew then what we know now, Derek Rose. That didn't turn out well. This is the last time, Barry. I promise everybody. I'm ever gonna say the name, Joakim. Okay. Do you want to say it one last time, Barry? Joakim. That's it. It's over. Done. Some other front office bookkeeping, Barry. The Knicks yep. officially not extending KP this offseason. Which makes sense. You know, again, as long as as long as you get that reassurance from KP, which, you know, is something that, you know, we're probably not going to know. It's not going to be spoken about. Um, you know, that he's content with it and he gets it, which I'm sure he does. He's He's bright. He wants to be on a winning team. He understands that delaying this extension... Um, you know, is going to provide the Knicks with more cap space um, to ultimately sign a max guy. It just makes sense. You know what I love, Barry? Everyone's been saying for a while now the Knicks would be stupid to extend KP. He's got that knee injury. You don't know how he's going to come back. You know, it would be irresponsible to extend KP in this situation. And then the Knicks decide not to extend KP and to wait till next summer and by doing that, they'll have $10 million more in cap space to spend on a free agent. They'll see where he is health-wise. But there's all these articles and videos coming out. Did the Knicks make the wrong choice? Are they taking a risk? Right. Right. There's, there isn't much risk here. No, no. I mean, if you're going to write an article, you, you know, you need a spin, right, to put on it. So, you, you know, you're going to put that, right. that type of flair on there. Right. So next offseason... KP will be a restricted free agent, which means if anyone else signs him to an offer sheet, the Knicks can match. He's a max type player. So what? Worst case scenario, if he signs a max deal with someone else, we sign him to a max deal and he stays. There's only one very small risk. If he does not, if KP decides to not sign with us as a restricted free agent next season, he doesn't have to sign with us. He would automatically get some sort of one-year deal according to league rules. I don't know what number it is, but he'd get a one-year deal. And then the following summer, he would be an unrestricted free agent. Yeah. So that's the only risk. But there's no shot in hell, Barry, that KP, after coming back and probably playing like 20 or 30 games off of this ACL injury, is he going to pass on a max extension? Right. There's no risk. That would be irresponsible. So Barry, we'll extend him next summer. Sounds good to me. Can't lose our unicorn. No. No. Did you see any of Zach Lowe's NBA predictions for this season and next offseason? No. 
Do you care? Well, you teased it, right? At the beginning? I teased it, so we have to fucking oh. say it. <laughs> Even though, yeah. honestly, I'm kind of sick of talking about it. Right. But Zach Lowe is predicting that Kevin Durant joins you-know-who next offseason. Yeah. That maybe, after a few years in Golden State of being on Steph Curry's team, and after getting nagged by everyone in the world about what a loser he is for joining the Warriors, that he'll want to come to New York and be the alpha dog. Join KP, join Knox, join some of these young guys and help turn the Knicks around. Man. Barry, could you imagine? This is my dream. No. Want to hear my dream lineup with Durant? Okay. I know we should not be talking about this because we got the Knicks opening <laughs> night tonight. Yeah, why are we talking about this? But we're just going to talk about it for like a minute. Okay, go ahead. Timer's right. on. Dude, imagine this. Close your eyes, all right? Imagine Frank at the one. This is crazy. Durant at the two. Knox at the three. KP at the four. What? And Mitchell Robinson at the five. Imagine that lineup. And you tell me that is not winning a championship in the next two years. It's a weird fucking lineup, <laughs> first of all. But How is that weird? That lineup is enormous. It's enormous. I'm pretty sure if they all extended their arms and held hands, they would go end they're, to end. They would, on the wrap court. The court. they would wrap around the court. They might wrap around so the court. You're right. Yeah. I mean, because Durant, you know Durant could play the two. He could play any position. Yeah. Think about that. Frank, Durant, Knox, KP, and Robinson. That, that, just, you, that just says weird to you. It doesn't get you excited. No, hey, dude, Durant and KP together on the floor gets me excited. You know, stick whoever else you want on there. I mean, we've got finally like a winning team. That's all you need. I mean, Kevin we got Durant. The, we'd have the greatest team in the history of the world. We'll slow it down. Slow anyway. It down. <laughs> as good as that team is, it's still not, probably not beating Golden State. I'm sorry. Well, let's, let's stop living in dream world and get back to tonight. Okay. It is opening night. Barry's going to be at the game. Yep. Mitchell Robinson is healthy. His, uh, he's all healed. He was at practice, right? M. Rob is ready to go. Some people call him Mitchell Robinson. I don't like do. that name. That is his no. name. Mitchell Robinson is his name, Barry. And, and they call him what? Mitchell Robinson. Oh, I'm sorry. Mitchell Robinson. I just thought you said his name. Which is all. Isn't that awful? Robinson? It's all right. It's okay. It's awful. But yeah, dude, it's opening night. Season predictions, Barry. I mean, I'm still sticking with pretty much what I've thought for the past Let's do it month. again for people who might not remember. I don't remember what you said. Yeah. I don't I mean, remember I'm, what I said either. <laughs> I'm putting them in about 32 wins uh, this year. Um, but as far as like other predictions along the way, I still predict that KP will be back Christmas Day. His first game back. This was a fun one. We know who's starting on opening night, right? Oh, okay. Give me the starting lineup for the last game of the season. Starting lineup, last game of the season. Uh, wow, that's tough. I mean, of course it's tough. We can't look into the future. <laughs> Just pick five <laughs> fucking names and go with it. Okay, so my prediction is this. And again, I think the Knicks are going to be well out of it at that point. So starting five at the end of the season, this will be fun. I'm going... <laughs> Alonzo Alonzo Trier, Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Knox, um, KP will still be there, you know, because he'll 
he'll have only been back, you know, maybe not even half the season, so he'll be in there. And Nilakina. What do you? What happened to Trey? Did he get traded? No, Trey's or on the bench. On the bench. No, he's just on the bench. He's been shifted to the bench. Yeah, sixth man. <laughs> what happened to Cantor? Cantor's there's no need for him to play. Wait, what? There's no need for him to play. Robinson's playing. There's no need for him to play. Robinson spent some time in the G League. This, Robinson you know, beat Cantor out. Season. I didn't say beat Cantor out. It's the, the the Knicks are going nowhere. They've lost. They're out of it. I told you I have the Knicks at like 32 wins. At the end of the season, this oh, game's going to be meaningless. They're getting some playing time. We just ruined the whole thing. What's your starting five? I don't know how your starting you, lineup, Barry, is based on the fact that the game's going to mean nothing. So you think they're just going to start whoever? My starting five is based on reality. What I think. You asked me who I think is going to be the starting five at the end of the season. So I'm taking all things into account. Right, There's nothing wrong with the way that I did it. <laughs> What's your starting five? And what are your parameters? The, the Knicks are a 500 team. The Knicks are competing for a playoff spot. So they need to have their best five the end of this season. Uh, Come on. Let's just wrap this shit up, Barry. Yeah. You know, the... Do you think anyone wants to hear my starting five? I don't think it matters. You ruined the whole thing. Of course they want to do. Of of course they do. No, they don't. Well, now they do. And don't ask me for my opinion on something that happens and then give me these parameters afterwards. You ruined the whole thing with your overthink. You're overthinking. You're an overthinker. I'm a logical thinking person. You're an overthinker. This game can't get here fast enough. (laughs) (laughs) I am going with... My prediction, Barry, is it's going to be a long fucking season. I agree with that. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show today. You really got my heartbeat racing today, Craig. (laughs) Did I? You really did. It doesn't happen that often, but you really did. You were getting under my skin a little bit today. Sorry about that. That's all right. You know, it happens. Would you like to tell everyone how they can contact us? Uh, sure. No, you know what? No, don't do it. <laughs> you can contact us. It's a hard Knicks life at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at hard Knicks life. You can call us. 516-33-MESH-1. Give them the digits, Craig. 516-336-3741. Would somebody please call us? Yeah, phone lines are open 24 hours a day. They're always open. Call us after the Knicks game tonight and tell us how you feel. Oh, yeah. Fan reactions right right after the game. Yeah. If we lose, call us on our voicemail and cry about it. I used to do that when I was a kid, Barry. When the Knicks lost a playoff game, I would call the Knicks like a ticket window number and leave messages. I know. You've told me that story About how upset I was. I've heard that story. Here we are. We've created a phone number for everybody to call and tell us. What's going on? We're here for you. Barry, if you want to call during the game and tell me how miserable it is being at the game with your wife and not me, call that number. 516-33-MESH-1 and tell us how you feel. I'll go over. To, I'll go to the restroom and I'll call you from the bathroom. Right. No, call right with your wife next to you. Sitting next to me? Enjoy the game tonight, Barry. Oh, I will. Knicks fans, enjoy the game. It is a new season. You know... As shitty of a season it's going to be, if they come out of there with a loss tonight, I'm going to be pretty pissed. (laughs) We're all going to be upset if they lose, Barry. We're (laughs) Knicks fans. (laughs) All right, well, enjoy the game tonight with uh, your wife. 
thanks for uh, thanks for everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're when you're sitting there next to her and she doesn't know who anyone is, and you've got to explain uh, <laughs> what an offensive foul is, right. or right. or why someone got taken out of the game. <laughs> Or how one tray is spelled with an A-E and one is with an E-Y. And when you, you know, it sounds pretty miserable, Barry. <laughs> you're going to have an awful time. There's no and way. And when, when you're having that awful time with someone who doesn't even give a shit about the Knicks, I want you to realize that it is a hard Knicks life, okay? All right. I'm getting out of this. It's a hard Knicks life. <laughs> It is a hard dick's life. Say hi to your wife. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.